Hi. Uh, yeah. Thanks for oh. thanks for coming so short notice. Yeah. Um, of course. Of course. Uh, you you called the window replacement team. Uh, I'm the um, I'm assigned to the uh, job here today. So just basically walk me through what it is that you need me to do. This is a nice house, by the way. It's thank a big you. Mansion. Thank you. Uh, you know, it's a bit of a fixer upper, but this this front window right here. Yeah, uh, is obviously uh, smashed to pieces. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. What you you throwing a party? Some kind of crazy party? Uh, no. So I was just kind of walking around, and I just turned a corner, and uh, as I was turning the corner, some dogs jumped straight through my window and just shattered oh. it, shattered it to hell. You know, I obviously had to, I got scared, so I shot the dogs. So oh. uh, what I need is I just need some like dog-proof glass. If you got that, because I can't be I can't be the guy in the neighborhood that's just you know shooting dogs like i don't want to be that guy so like but i also don't want to be replacing my windows all the time either dog proof glass yeah just like something thick that like a dog couldn't jump through ding dong hold on sorry i gotta i got someone at the door hey uh what's going on Hey neighbor, how you oh, doing? Uh, I'm do- I'm doing good. I'm, I'm you know I'm with uh, I'm with somebody right now actually. Hey man. Of- yeah, it looks like you got a little scare with your windows being broken open. Nothing got stolen. No, n- uh, hey, uh, you know, speaking of, of domestic turmoil, have you seen my dogs? Oh, um, they were in the yard, and I don't know where they ended up. Uh, were they like? Are, would you describe them as um, like rambunctious, high energy sort of? They can, they can be a little riled up, yeah. Uh, you know, if they haven't had their walk, yeah, a couple of couple of Dobermans. Uh, I have I haven't seen any such dogs. I don't want to get in the middle of this, man. Shut your fucking mouth. I don't want to get shut in the up. middle of this, but I feel like you know where the dogs are. Man. You shut up. <laughs> I don't mean to. Like I know this isn't Hi, my business. Uh, yeah. Hey, sorry. Who are hey, you? I'm uh, I'm Lloyd's Windows and Fencing. Uh, we operate in this area. I'll pay you and, so uh, much. You know, so if you're, cool. if you're looking for a window replacement, a fence replacement, I feel like you got to go harder on this guy because I got a sense that he knows exactly where your dogs are. And again, none of my business. Yeah, my windows are good right now, but I'll, I'll look you up on, on Yelp uh, if I've ever had an issue. Yeah, I, yeah, I mean, I had a couple, you know, I got my, got my couple Dobermans, um, Mitzi and Cookie, and, you know, they love to play in the yard. Yeah. And uh, sometimes they can they can get a little rambunctious, like you were saying. They can leap over the fence, and I just want to make sure they. If I don't know if they got into your yard or if you'd seen them so at all. So you have no problems with any of your windows? They're not, uh, for example, maybe jumping through the windows ever at your house. Again, I don't want to be. I don't want to get in the middle of this. Look, but ask him no if he's ever shot a gun, a gun. Just ask him if he's ever shot a gun. What? I, Ask him if he's ever had a shot. I, a gun. I have fairly recently, within the last twenty-four hours, I have fired a, a gun, and uh, on the receiving end of the gun firing uh, were two dogs that scared the living hell out of me because uh, they jumped through my windows oh and my shattered God. them to pieces. As you can see, um, there's you know these windows. That's why the window guy's here, and it was just a reflex. I didn't know what else to oh do. I thought they were going to try to kill me. I thought they had some sort of like vendetta against me or something, and I don't know what I had done to make them so mad to jump through my window and shatter it to a million pieces. So I opened fire on the dogs. Was, was, it, was it Mitzi and Cookie? Well, yeah. I mean, I checked the tags... Oh I checked God. the tags afterwards to see if they had a name, uh, and oh they God. did have names. It, it, it was your dogs, and um, I'm sorry, but I really do think that you owe me some windows. They yeah. were two beautiful, innocent creatures. It's not their fault they got the T-virus, all right? It's not their fault. 
Oh wait, something's wrong with those. You're dogs. just gonna shoot everything. Everyone who's got the T virus. I think I might. I what, think I might. Why don't you shoot me then? Okay. Why don't you, you have shoot the T virus? <laughs> yeah, I got the T virus. Here you go. How's that? How's this? You know how that is? Doesn't stop me because I oh, got the T virus. I'm gonna oh, keep oh, coming. God. Here, quick, turn around. It'll help. Uh, Lloyd, come with me. Turn around. I'm, I'm, tr I'm trying. I'm trying to move. No. But I keep running into the wall. I no, keep... oh, God damn it, Lloyd. I don't know how to move Too forward. Too slow, Lloyd. <laughs> I don't know how to move forward. We accidentally walk in the wrong direction and are almost a Jill sandwich as we game and tell the original Resident Evil this week on Get Played. to Get Played, your one-stop show for good games, bad games, and every game in between. It's time to Get Played. I'm your host, Heather Ann Campbell, along with my fellow host, Nick Weiger. That's me, Nick Weiger, and I'm here with our third host, Matt Apodaca. Hello, everyone. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the premier video game podcast, Get Played, where wow. we used to talk about bad games exclusively, and then we started talking about any games. That's what this is. This is an any game podcast. We That's decided right. it was a more fertile and more fun format to just have the leeway to talk about whatever. And that includes once a month, the final episode of the month, we talk at length about one particular game for this month on Monday, August 28th. That's the next episode. We're going to be talking about Dredge for our We Play, You Play format. So if anyone's playing Dredge, listen along. And even if you're not, listen along. I don't I don't want to jinx us. Mm -hmm. we're doing a really good job of onboarding listeners to what's going on everybody is like very like this is what we do this is why right. we do it here's what's coming up we're on fire this is this rocks this is my first Let's listen to get throw oh god <laughs> even earlier than I I was just saying you know what that's on me not even normally his cue is no, the thing. No, that's <laughs> like way before. That's one hundred percent on me, and yeah. uh, all I can do is apologize. No, it's not on you. It's absolutely not on you. <laughs> I'm, t I'm, I'm pushing it. I'm, a, I'm. He's. I, I sat him back down in the waiting room. He's oh, okay. Okay. He's. Yeah. That's right. We're all in person. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we have a wonderful guest with us today. Very, very excited to have him. Taryn Killam is here. Hi, Taryn. Hi, guys. Uh, Hi, Taryn. Uh, first time guest, long time listener. Wow. God bless you. Um, I love oh I love gosh. the games. I love Heather and Campbell very much. Uh, oh. uh, Nick, I've been a fan of yours actually for a long time too from God bless you. Tournament of Nerds. Oh yeah, back, um, way back in the day. Oh my God, Skeletor. <laughs> and and Matt, our correspondence so far, I may have shot you to the top of the list of, of people I enjoy on the Zoom. This so. is huge. Yeah, Matt's because the best of us. There's good yeah, energy right sure now. For sure he is. is. This is huge to me because I'm a big fan as well. And uh, I, you know, 
I, I pride myself in being pleasant via email. So this is really, yeah. really huge. Nailed me. it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, my bachelor's degree uh, in communications paid off. <laughs> was yeah, that, that your major? Kind of... No, it was. Um, that was actually my minor was in communications, but it, it counts. I might be English. Good emailing is the best explanation of what a communi com communications degree is good for. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, communicating. Yeah, that makes sense. I, I always I, thought it was like doing the news or something, but it's I just like send, yeah. email correspondence. That I makes can send sense. really good emails, and uh, I've had a lot of friends send me their resumes, and I look at their <laughs> resumes, and like, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> Have I ever uh, talked about the degree that I got as a film major at Northwestern? Mistress of Crows. No, I have no idea. <laughs> well, it, it was so they they show, they backpacked the whole film program onto an, a pre-existing liberal arts or, or I, I guess I don't even know. I have a Bachelor of Science in speech. That's which cool. Is such a strange like to study film and screenwriting and then to walk out of college with the degree that would allow you to become a speech therapist is mm -hmm. uh that's I feel like that's a failure of the education system. Wait, and to really? not have directed the King's speech is really disappointing. <laughs> yeah, good point. Yeah, yeah. There was only one of us that got to use the degree, <laughs> and it was Tom. What's his face? Hooper. Yeah. Yeah. Whooper. Whoop. Whoop. There Whooper. it is. I call him the Whooper. Tommy, we're, Whoop. we're college buds. <laughs> uh, Heather, wait. So you, it's like you can become a speech pathologist, or do, is there any other licensure you need to go through? Or I mean, I'm sure there's something, but like, wow, it's a. Ba I'm a bachelor of science, and nothing like, in the coursework was like speech specific. No, nothing, huh. nothing. Huh. I took a I took a class on on ancient erotic poetry. Like, there's I'm nothing. I'm listening. Quote your favorite for us. What's slowly. Funny about, <laughs> what's funny about ancient erotic poetry is that like there were chapters we studied yeah. where it was just fragments. Yeah. So it was like so the it was corner like, of a tablet. Yeah, yeah. it'd be like it would be like put the lotus. I know what to do with that. Softly. That's yeah, yeah. I, 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 I'm, I'm ready there. Yeah. I'm there. I'm there. You got me there. Uh, a lot of them are about like ankles and stuff. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Taryn, I we're, yes. uh, we we are a video game focused podcast, but I have yes. noticed your I have clocked your Epcot Forever T-shirt, which is oh, thank you, yes, which is excellent. Like, are you a theme park guy? Huge theme park guy. Huge, wow. Huge Disney file guy. Um, yeah, yeah. And, and if I could steal one park from Florida, it would be Epcot. And if I wow. moved that here, I don't know that I would have a reason to go to Orlando. <laughs> wow. Although what is it? Wow. Harry Potter world is far superior there. So the Universal Studios out there mm -hmm. is unbelievably superior. Um, but I'm born and raised in Southern California. So I'm, I'm a, I'm a Disneyland purist. Yeah, me too. I've I've lived in LA County my entire life. Uh and so that's like the Disney I know and love. But yeah, I've been to Epcot once and it is I like I found it fascinating, but I think I was at the age where I didn't quite have like I couldn't process irony yet. So I couldn't quite sure. enjoy it on that level, which I know yeah, is a yeah, big yeah. part of what people's Epcot appreciation is. I would assume it's changed so much uh, from your last visit. It's uh, there is there is a more sincere enjoyment right now uh, oh, cool. uh, for me. I was late to Disney World. I didn't go till like 2017 like i was a full wow. adult with wow. children 
I'd only ever been to Disneyland and I was so excited to go there. And Epcot did feel like the crown jewel because every Disney Channel commercial had Mickey standing on the big silver ball. Right. And I was like, that's yeah. that's that's the way to do Disney right. Um <laughs> And and like Disney World itself is 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 just is just more quantity, but not necessarily more quality. Mm-hmm. Um, sorry to get so so um, controversial. So early yeah, this podcast, is not a political podcast. But, but uh. <laughs> <laughs> um, Epcot uh, uh, ne- right now, like currently for the Guardians of the Galaxy uh, Cosmic Rewind ride, that might be the best ride in all of Disney World. For my money. Oh, wow. In the way that Expedition Everest, uh, Animal Kingdom, is like the ideal version of Matterhorn, like what we wish Matterhorn would be, Cosmic Rewind is what is an elevation of Space Mountain that we didn't know we deserved. Wow. Yeah. What is it about that that ride? Because like I'm I know the Guardians of the Galaxy ride out here. But yes. I assume it's something different. Completely different. Okay. And I went in blind, which was amazing. Um, are we okay with ride spoilers here? Uh, yeah, I think Go so. Off. Okay, great. Thank goodness. Um, it's it's basically the the uh, society that Guardians takes place in the Nova Corps. They are because Epcot is an exchange of cultures, right? All world cultures are coming together, and so you can do the World Pavilion, and you can have. Uh, Mexican food, Chinese food, uh, German food all in the same day. The Nova people have come to share their culture with the people of Earth. And so we're going to be teleported on board one of their spaceships. And the way they do that is so cool, so fun. So like in the way that Disney is now making waiting in line part of the right experience, sort of galactic um, um, rise of the resistance, they do that in a great way. There is a... um, there is a Terry Crews performance that's also worth seeing, like A plus for commitment, but in a similar fashion to a segment you do here where you do voiceover script reading and then see the actual thing. Mm-hmm. It might be worth doing that for Terry Crews' performance <laughs> in the <laughs> cosmic rewrite of the Guardians ride because you're like, whoa, buddy, whoa. Anyway, the ride itself is a roller coaster, indoor roller coaster in the dark, but it's like you're it's like you're being transported through space. One of the uh, uh, ancients, the eternal people is like come to come and stolen this power core and you're helping the Guardians get it back. Okay, that's just the story. You get on the ride. It loads you in and, and it's one of those coasters where the, the car itself can turn like a teacup. It's not spinning full like like in right. circles, okay. but it can turn to the side. It can turn right. It can turn left. So as much as you're going forward, you're sliding, you're, you're strafing, if you will. Um, and what's amazing is that they use the element similar to the Guardians right here in California, where there is a pop culture playlist from Star-Lord's Walkman. So knowing nothing, I sit on there and then they go, we're going to blast you into space. You are doomed. <laughs> and suddenly you're in this like launch portal and uh, Gloria Stefan starts blaring like, come on, everybody, baby, do that. Gunga. And wow. you shoot like California screaming. You shoot backwards. It launches you backwards. And now you're spinning and run, like all to um, what are that song? What's that song called? Feel, uh, I think it might be. I think you said the full title when you were. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I, but they have six or seven songs. When it first started, there was like ninety nine songs. Like it was almost like it was it was a different one every a different song for every ride of the day. Then they they 
pared it down to six. And one of them is Everybody Wants to Rule the World by Tears for Fears. Mm-hmm. Oh, and that rocks. If you can mm. get that song, you will have no better sensorial theme park experience for my money. Wow. Wow. Uh, I maybe have told this po- this story on the podcast before, but I met Steven Tyler once uh, okay. when I worked for Funny or Die. <laughs> that we would used to have celebrities would come in and we'd be like, hey, we, we could here's a video we could do with you. And then they would do a video and whatever. That was the whole gimmick of the site for the few years <laughs> it was relevant. Uh, the so Steven Tyler came in for one of those meetings and we talked to him and he was like, like just a very one of those guys who just like overshares and just tells everything. Uh, anyway, we talked for way longer than we'd expected. The meeting was wrapping up. He stands up and starts to walk out of the room. And uh, Nick Karasi, who also worked there at the time, just asks him real like real quick is like, hey, do you ever ride your roller coaster? Because he has, they have the, the Aerosmith rock and, rock roller, and coaster. roller coaster. And he's like, you ever ride your own roller coaster? And he spins around, like spins 180 degrees and says, yeah, man, and sits back down in the chair and talks for 20 minutes about how much he loves his own coaster and how like heavily involved he was in every aspect of it. Like he was super intense about like, like, and then when when we're going down like real fast, it's got to be loving an elevator, living it up while I'm going down. It was just like, (laughs) it was the most passionate I've ever heard anyone talk about anything. It was Steven Tyler talking about his roller coaster. The rumor is they tried to get Guns N' Roses first, that it was supposed to be oh. Guns N' Roses rock and roller coaster. Oh, sure. And they got Aerosmith. Um, but I think, to your point, the passion mixed with the creativity, you know, Guns N' Roses doesn't have any going down. They have, you're going to die. And you don't <laughs> oh, really hear sure, that yeah. on a roller coaster, I don't think. <laughs> no, it's very literal. You've got yeah. you got the elevator song, he which he that. also made he also made a point of telling us like that song's about eating pussy. You know, <laughs> he's like, oh, cool. <laughs> thanks, cool, man. Steven. You dropped your scarf. Yeah, we're at oh work. Thanks. <laughs> told oh told the rumor just you, Nick. Locked eyes with me. Told me with his mind. Yeah. Uh, okay, well, well, well. Look, I, I I could talk about theme park stuff all day. I but yeah, but we so. do have some video games to talk about. And so the question to the panel and to you first, Taryn, is what are you playing? What are you playing? Oh, wow! God. Oh my god! What, what are you playing? I'm playing. <laughs> well, very to the point for nice the Resident Evil. Merchant. I was going to yes. say, be very on your nice best behavior. You. We have a guest. Yes. No. I'm a. I'm very aware. It's such an honor to meet you. Um, <laughs> I have. I have purchased. <laughs> Ammo and grip upgrades from you many times. Whoa, I recognize you. I love your I love your wagon. I love, <laughs> love your wagon work. Um, this is a guest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. right. Here, this right here is yeah. a guest. Oh. I don't know what took you guys so long getting somebody who gets the game on the show. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we need to be critical of you know the booking process yeah. or a lot of our friends or anything like that. So yeah. um, I careful. have I have been playing thanks to your uh, uh, speaking of guests your Gabrus episode uh, Diablo Four pitch. Wow, I've never been a Ooh. big Diablo guy, but I jumped into it because of that episode. Wow. And I, I, like, I just got, I was in Canada for a month, just family vacation stuff. 
but I I've left behind a level 52 druid and was so excited to return. And now and now the season has begun. And this is my first Diablo four season participation. Wow. Uh, what? So so this is like the first Diablo game you've gotten into, really? I attempted to, I think I attempted mm-hmm. it and then got distracted by something else. Like, I think. Uh, I actually like was on a location. I was shooting a movie and Kumail was in the movie too. And he and I were playing Diablo two together for like a couple weeks, but that's the furthest I got. And then, yeah, the episode you guys did with Gabrus was like, it just, it just got me excited because it was such a positive review of it too, which I think is accurate. I'm, I've been very much enjoying it. Oh, I'm I'm glad. Yeah, I I mean I love that franchise. It's one of my favorite franchises, as as I've said in the pod. But like, I what what pulled you towards a druid? I've always been a druid guy. I love shape shifting. That's like in in any Ooh. sort of RPG, if shape shifting is involved, that mm. that is a big draw for me. Never been much of a like a, a barbarian warrior like that. That there's mm-hmm. no drive in me. No no um no primal urge for slashing. But I either like. <laughs> Long distance magic or shape shifting is my tendencies. Um, Do you so go yeah, bear so or wolf? I go. I went the way of the wolf. Wow. Yeah. Love that. I know. I know. I did. I did wolf with poisonous serpent companion. Okay. And that's serving me very well. And then just a ton of lightning. <laughs> I was going to ask you, Taryn. How do you how, how do you feel about a beam? Do you like beams? Good question. Love love beams. Love wow. beam. Love this is my guy. X Men. <laughs> what was the first X Men where it was so, similar to Diablo, where you're sort yeah. of that high angle and Cyclops's beam was like X Men like, Legends. Yeah, I think yeah. it was Legends, right? Yeah, the Legends is such a great game. I wish it where you be, had well, the four. Yeah. You had like a team of four, and like yeah, yeah Cyclops's beam just was unstoppable. This is. This is perfect. This is that. Wow. <laughs> you can answer correctly, think, Taryn. Thank you. Do you think that when you play a shapeshifter or like if mm. the concept of a shapeshifter was real, yes. do you think that they are role playing a wolf? Do you think that they become wolf like their brain is like wolf? Or do you think that no. they are like, I've got to act like a wolf? No, which only case- because the joystick controls are the same are as responsive as when you're in human form. Mm. It would be a cool that would be a cool element to a game that when you go werebear, werewolf or whatever, you suddenly lose control of it for 30 seconds or whatever the time of the morph or the mutation. That's a that'd be cool. That would be cool. I like yeah, the idea like, that you're role playing inside of a role playing game. Yeah. Like you're role you, Taryn, are role playing a yeah. shapeshifter, and that shapeshifter is role playing a wolf. Yes. Well, okay. So so that like and I I think we with the the rest of us have all been playing Baldur's Gate three, and I have less to talk about, but I know the the, the two of you have, have put some more hours into it. I've but been I, waiting but, for console and I'm curious to hear if it's worth jumping into the to the Steam version. Because yeah, so I have mean, to wait till September for PS5. It's right. cross the, the save transfers. Okay. Um, okay. So if you put in a chunk of time on Steam yeah. and you have the um, financial uh, elasticity to be able to double dip on this game, yeah. then you can purchase it again for your console of choice and transfer your save over. Heather, we both worked on SNL. You know I don't have that financial flexibility. <laughs> <laughs> 
do you okay so it be in first uh, since, well since we're talking about this i've been playing with mouse and keyboard but i understand it controls pretty well with a controller is that your experience I, matt, matt and heather have you played it any with a with a controller i yeah i've been playing it on my steam deck so it has mm-hmm. you know the built-in controls and uh that plays it plays really well i i will say that there are a couple times when you know there's because there's a lot you can select at any right. given time and so just kind of remembering what buttons do what and like sort of navigating the the you know the play area and what you want to talk to somebody but you accidentally you know go sit on a log or, or something like that can be a little bit uh frustrating i imagine yeah, the my favorite insult by the way Go sit on a lot. <laughs> it's in a way, it's it's like you're botching a bunch of rolls while you're actually playing D and D. It's yeah. like I want to talk to that guy. Okay, go ahead and roll. You rolled a one. You're sitting on a log. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, you just stole from him. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh God, I accidentally. St- I made a merchant so mad because I just like there was stuff outside the when you talked to him, and I just yeah. took it. And he was like, "Don't." fucking take stuff and i was like okay yeah you're right i shouldn't have done that i didn't mean to um, i mean you'll get yelled at at a cbs for that behavior so well that tracks. not the way i do it <laughs> well not the way i do it well, is that why they have mat. the plastic now in front of the razor blades yeah that's always the stuff i'm trying to steal yeah. Of that. yeah 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 i'm trying to steal the craziest worst stuff uh but yeah I, I, i've been playing it on there and i i put in some time this weekend i was I was at a bachelor party this weekend in Vegas, and I think I played uh, Baldur's Gate for as long as I did everything else that we did when I was there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not like a, I, I like getting in the pool, but I'm not uh, being a hot guy. Like, uh, like I don't like, like in, in temperature, I mean, only in temperature. Right. Uh, uh, that's that's what Figurative I mean. Figurative hotness, you're all yeah, about. I'm all. That's like that's why you're thing. doing this podcast, greased up and shirtless. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I'm uh, I'm in my Fabio era right now. Um, but I, I I played every time they were like everybody was out in the pool, kind of like hanging out. I was off to the side in the shade playing Baldur's Gate three, and uh, it it did attract some. My, my, a lot of my friends came over, looked over my shoulder. It felt very. Um, elementary school kid playing Game Boy and what your friend you wanted to see what your friend's doing and everybody was very interested in uh what I was doing and particularly uh what the romance options uh how uh how that was going for me and I was happy to report it was going pretty well I picture you with like a neck strap for your laptop in the center (laughs) of the pool everybody surrounded you coked out of their brains watching you what's what's going on what are you doing watching you level up your beam as a sorcerer I'm imagining you're some sort of dark elf sorcerer you know I I didn't go beam this route I I never played Baldur's there's no beam in Baldur's (laughs) well I didn't pick a a sorcerer class because I was playing a sorcerer in um in Diablo 4 and I was just like oh I kind of just want to mix it up a little bit and I had heard that the barbarian class in Baldur's Gate is uh an easier onboarding for like for new players to that game and I had not had a lot of experience with that so I I jumped in there and it has been pretty easy but I guess you can respec anytime uh at, yes. a, at a certain point yeah oh Right. It's really yeah. it's it's apparently really generous with that. I mean, like, we have we have we all found I, I think I can just I can spoil an NPC name because it's pretty early. We've all found Withers. Yeah, you can talk to Withers mm. and uh, yeah, Withers um, will let you. Oh, boy, look for Withers. You got to go to camp, Heather. I, here's what, how I know camp? Heather's playing. She's not going to camp. She's not you gotta go She's to not camp. getting hit. Like, <laughs> go to camp. <laughs> camp? Wait, what's oh, you mean like the sleeping part? Yeah. Yeah. yeah we're the all the part. Yeah, I've gone to camp happens. a few times. You got to meet There's Withers. A, 
there's no people there. I mean, there's like the two people that I, I'm partied with. At a certain yeah. point, you'll be going to bed and they'll say, somebody else wants to talk to you. And you'll be like, huh? And then you look around and then there's and a guy there. Bill Withers. It's Bill Withers. <laughs> I, fa- I found I, him in the invite. Like I, I was dun- like, I was a dungeon crawling and I came across him. I like yeah. discovered him. And then he started showing up at my camp. That's how he came to, uh, you know, kind of be as part of my Lar- not my my combat party, but my larger ensemble. He's a helpful guy, but he's nasty. I have a he's, dog. He's pretty gross. There's a dog Love that at dog. my camp. You have a dog? Wait, yeah, Matt, you don't dog. have a dog? <laughs> this game fucking sucks. Everybody can just do whatever they want. <laughs> you gotta get scraps. Go get scraps. I gotta go get scraps. Scratch? I have scratch. I'd- I oh, I'm sorry, love, Scratch. Get I, Scratch. I do okay. love that, like, in an endless MMO role-playing game, and you guys just explain that there's a mysterious traveling wizard man who will let you change your identity and your magical essence, and Heather dropped dog on you, and both of your minds were blown. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta get um, this dog. <laughs> Nick, I've been playing on a, a MacBook so okay. I'm on the worst of all worlds. So I don't, I can't <laughs> right or left shift or right or left click on the mouse because I only have a trackpad and it's not, it doesn't support controllers yet on Mac because it's technically an early build. Oh. So I'm, I'm in hell. Like it is <laughs> so hard to control the game. Um, I did have a, an event this week in the game that I, I thought was pretty funny. There, there's like a, a town that's, you know, your perception check check says, oh, you're you're gonna get ambushed if you go into the town, uh, and I was like, not my thief, that's not happening. So mm-hmm. I separate the parties, and then I sneak jump all the way through this town all the way to the back of the town and then come all the way back up to the front of the town, find the person who's going to ambush me, and then use the shove to shove them off a roof. The moment my hands connect with them, I enter a cutscene where I'm standing on the ground in the town having a conversation with this with this creature. And they're like, yeah, so and I, I pass all of the conversation uh, without like I, I pass the conversation checks and then they're like, OK, well, you're free to come into the town. We cut out of that cutscene and the thing is midair and falls to its death. (laughs) (laughs) The cutscene ends. Boy, I'm glad you didn't shove me. I'm about to unlock unlimited treasure for you. And what's worse is that that then triggers the other things to attack. Right. Because they've like they've all been activated. Like it was the stealth checks and all the rest of it didn't matter because the cutscene over mm. like it overturns all of that. Sneak well, away! A, Sneak so away! Fucking frustrating <laughs> moment. Um, I uh, so I've been playing a lot of Baldur's Gate this week because, uh, and I've I've sort of talked about this on uh, social media a bit or or hinted at it. Um, two weeks ago, as of this record, or maybe a week and a half ago, two weeks ago. That's about right. Uh, my uh. <laughs> if this was a world warrior segment, it should end with you lose. <laughs> uh, but so it's a, it is a world warrior segment, I guess. Um, my world wife, warrior, warrior, world warrior. Amsterdam, you lose. My wife caught COVID. Um, she, it's the first time she's had COVID 
And uh, she, it's the most frustrating fucking thing in the world. She was getting her hair cut. And midway through the haircut, the woman was like, oh, I have such a terrible fever. I am so sick. And Mary was like, what? And she's like, oh, it's like, it's like you can't have a fever at work anymore. And Mary's like, no, you you can't have a fever at work. But her hair was half cut. So the woman finishes cutting her hair and then Mary bails. Jesus. Um, She tells me this story and I'm like, oh, man, that sucks. I, I hope you didn't get sick. Uh, she's like, me too. Four days go by and Mary starts getting sick. Um, mm-hmm. But it's not terrible. And neither of us thinks, oh, you should take a COVID test because that just seems unlikely that this woman would have gone to work with full blown COVID. Mm-hmm. The next day, Mary's feeling awful. Now, I've hung out with her nonstop for the last five days, unmasked. It's my wife. I'm hanging out with her. Yeah. Um, my wife. Say that, my wife. You got to say that too. Yeah, my wife. Uh, And uh, we give her a COVID test, and she is like hard red line. So on that day, we start um, quarantining from one another. Uh, The problem is, I have now been exposed for five days to this gestation COVID period. So I also have to go into quarantine. And also, in the rules of the Netherlands, is that you have to, if your partner is sick, you also have to quarantine. Which means that I have to cancel uh, a hangout with listeners, a, a, a full get played get together that we had scheduled and I had bought a bunch of fucking tickets for because I was trying to get people in for free. Um, a, an interview with a game developer in Utrecht who was going to talk to us about a game. And wait, that's a place, not just an art store. <laughs> there is an Utrecht. It's a great city. I mean, I can't wow. tell if that was a deadpan delivery of a joke. Nick has only no. been in the United States. Oh, that's Any right. question he asks about other places is new information for him. <laughs> Utrecht Art Supplies has been in business since 1949. I'm reading from the about on the website. This is this is the Utrecht I know. I didn't realize it was a but city. See, in the no, it's a, Nick's it's a actually good about city. learning because when he doesn't beautiful know something, city. he asks a question about it. And it, I heard that name just now. I just thought. I'll just not know what that is. (laughs) Uh, So it's now been seven days that Mary has had COVID and I have still not tested positive. Mm. Um, But I've also had to cancel my trip to Retro Mesa, the uh, retro video game conference in uh, Norway and my attendance at Nobu Ometsu's concert and David Wise's concert. This fucking hairdresser has ruined my goddamn life. Wow. Out and them. Out them. <laughs> and also, name, Mary, name. Mary, Mary published a, a, a negative review of this woman and was like, uh, not only did she give me a bad haircut, but additionally, uh, she told me she was sick midway through and four days later I have COVID. And the woman got so fucking defensive on Google reviews Whoa. and was like, well, you must have caught it at Pride Weekend. Jokes on her. Mary and I stayed in all day on Pride Weekend <laughs> yeah, because wow. we don't like crowds. We have yeah. no pride. We just watched. <laughs> <laughs> you can tell that she's she's like my soulmate because we watched JFK by Oliver Stone on Pride Hell Day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is also how that woman probably gives the haircut. Back Ooh. and to the right. <laughs> Just move your head back and to the right. 
also uh, got COVID for the first time in Amsterdam. Oh my oh, God. Shit. Wow. I'm pretty sure I got uh, l- last summer. It was my first time ever there. Had a wonderful time. My favorite moment was walking through the red light district in the in the middle of the day. And my then 13-year-old daughter saw a woman in a window and went, oh, shit. <laughs> um, but we went, we went, I, I, I shared a joint at the Bulldog, and, mm-hmm. and I'm pretty sure that's where I got it. And literally was like, <clears throat> my allergies are acting up. And then literally like 12 hours later was shivering in bed. But no. <sighs> Fucking, it sucks. Um, I can't believe I haven't caught it, especially since I've I've been was with Mary for so long. And yeah, and you've um, had it before. No, I'm, I'm oh, still wow. I'm still, you still at COVID zero. Oh yeah. my wow. god, you're the Ellie of COVID. Wow, <laughs> <laughs> that's huge. Actually, I'm just surprised because like when you hear is like, oh, my barber had COVID and gave me <laughs> like the and was working. That that sounds like a thing that happens in America. Like that it happened in the Netherlands. I guess there are just dipshits everywhere. <laughs> there, I guess. Yeah, there are dipshits everywhere, and also there's except sort for of... Utrecht. No, right. yeah, only the best people so there. Pretty, so city. pretty. Um, it's God. I can't fucking believe how much. Like, there's like non-refundable flights. Yeah, that's non-refundable. Sucks. It's like so much, so much of an economic personal fallout from this fucking woman going to work. Yeah. Um, there is this sort of Dutch attitude of like, shrug it off. Right. Um, that is that is sort of cultural. And that also extends to they don't give Paxlovid out here. So like mm. you if you get covid, unless you are hospitalized, you don't have access to Paxlovid because it's like, eh, just, mm. just sweat it out. You'll yeah. get it. It'll have be all right. A, yeah. Have a joint. That is so frustrating. That's such bad yeah. business ethics i feel like even the resident evil merchant knows not to show up at the wagon with COVID. <laughs> La Plaga. No, i wish i could say you're right oh shit <laughs> oh, <boy. laughs> i, I should have known better yeah, yeah no the merchant's a bug chaser i am what they call patient zero <laughs> okay okay that was your bat yeah, you've heard of a wet market yeah yeah well, yeah, yeah yeah what is wetter than my market <laughs> I guess that's true. It's true. Yeah. You are kind yeah. of constantly damp. Yeah, it's really unnerving. Yeah, <laughs> nasty. Um, but I'm hoping to reschedule. I'm I'm devastated about not being able to go to see Nobuo Ometsu mm-hmm. perform. Yeah, that's fucking like once in a lifetime to see that and him and David Wise at the same night. That's insane. Um, but hopefully, most of these other events I'll be able to reschedule. Um, I know that there were people, listeners who flew to Amsterdam to be able to participate in this stuff and I feel nothing I'm so sorry and I feel so bad um and I've also gone insane from being in this uh, apartment so um yeah um you lose. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I did just want I did want to mention that first off that that sucks Heather and we talked about that off pod that's fucking brutal fucking uh, but sucks uh, we 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 were talking druids earlier, and Taryn, if you do get around to BG three, it's druid it's city, baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, many there's a druids. lot of druids. It's just the so most many fun. Druids. It's just so yeah. fun. It's just so fun to to like you know talk to trees and and turn into bees. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. That's, negotiate with a that's squirrel. That's why it says that that's on a big my thing that happens. Do you, yeah. think, <laughs> do you think Mario is a druid? 
like class wise. Like when he changes in, when he puts on the Tanuki suit, he like he can turn into animals and bees and cats. And it's all elemental power. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is he a druid? Turns to stone. Yeah, could be. I I mean, like kind of like a battle mage, too. Like he can handle he can do a little bit of melee, but he also can like throw fireballs. You know, he can do some like uh some uh, some some spellcraft where he's like uh, takes flight or what have you but he, he's so beholden to items is the thing a druid like, battle mage dwarf <laughs> there you go <laughs> italian uh, italian dwarf <laughs> yeah Uh, let's talk a little bit about Resident Evil because uh, this is a uh, this is a big thing we wanted to do today, Taryn, with you. Which is you you told us this is one of your favorite games, or just like a game that like is really meaningful it's, to you. It's my favorite video game ever, and just, Resident Evil One. Yes, wow! It's the first game that that affected me like viscerally, emotionally when I wasn't playing it. First game ever, and I remember. I was in Bear City Video. I grew up in Big Bear City, California, and we were at Bear City Video renting it. And my little brother Taylor had just gotten the, a PlayStation, which was sort of, in my opinion, a spiteful birthday present because I had bought my, I'd saved up and I bought myself Super Nintendo and Sega Genesis and was like ruled with an iron fist of like <laughs> who could play it and when. And I feel like my parents were like, okay, well, you're. Your four and a half year younger little brother now gets, you know, the like premier console in disc technology Um, and like he likes sports and stuff. So he had FIFA, but we went to the video store. We like we got to get something new. And the cover like the cover was the the, the art on the cover. It was white with red font. And then I think it was Chris Redfield, but like he looked horrified. He was like pixelated and screaming with a machine gun. And it's like, what is this? And there was some random kid, very similar to like a traveling merchant in the Resident Evil franchise who just appeared and said, don't get that game. It's impossible. Nobody can beat that game. Wow. And I said, don't ever tell me what I can't can't beat. (laughs) Don't ever and and putting that in like I'd played games with like, you know, live action cutscenes before. Right. But the quality of this Canadian non-union production, like <laughs> I hope the casting person for those cutscenes won an award for that opening video because the likeness of each of like the archetypes of body shape and hair sculpting. And accessorizing like has never been matched to this day, in my opinion. It, like, it is such a such a time capsule for that era that there is like just full motion video, like they shot something for the intro. Like nowadays, you would like any modern Resident Evil, they're not going to do that. Any modern game, they're not going to they're not going to do that. But it was just like, oh, we can put a video file on a CD ROM. Uh, let's go ahead and do that. And there were a lot of games of the era, like you know, like Command and Conquer and so forth, right. That had these FMV cutscenes. And yeah, that's the thing that I um I, like I I played Resident Evil at the time. Uh, I played Resident Evil Two on PlayStation and. 
I I kind of at times memory hole that they that that opening FMV. Oh my god! Uh, but it is such a big part of it. The snarling dogs, like Hound of the yeah. Baskerville, insert snarling prosthetic dogs and like like albert the character of albert wesker i like they got the guy that physically embodies him they'll never beat a better physical live action likeness than the guy in that opening movie like full dreamboat right like like strong hairline blonde like I played the attitude too, and it's all dubbed. It's all redubbed, right? No, don't go because like, <laughs> and it just is off. But but horrifying because like you play it, and and I also love like a like a drawing room murder mystery. I get the like I love that. Oh so yeah. It, so the, like entering, hearing the ticking grandfather clock in that first hallway, it was like was mind blowing. And and the and the you know the first interaction with a zombie past the dining room was horrifying, horrifying. And like I think I've never been more afraid than those dogs jumping through the window in that hallway. I don't think I've ever. Oh yes, had a bigger jump scare in my life since. It's an amazing jump scare. Like yeah. I I don't I I mean on consoles certainly I feel like the Resident Evil dogs through the windows, which by the way. I went back and played the original this week mm-hmm. um, on PS5 through the PlayStation Now service, right? And so I got to see that cutscene in HD yeah. for the first time because, like, when you played it in the 90s, you were playing it through composite video on a CRT. Like, a lot of right. those details were sort of like Romero cloudy and like mm-hmm. you know th- there's flashes of white to punctuate like gunshots and you're like disoriented and you're a child so it's also like you've managed to rent a horror movie that your parents don't know you have and it is so violent like the blood sprays when you shoot a a, a, a zombie is like a quarter of the screen <laughs> is taken up with like blood mist right but for console players, and I don't know if this is true for PC, because I feel like, you know, Doom predates this. There there are, there are scary games on PC that pre- certainly predate Resident Evil. But for console players, the dogs jumping through the window is the first time any of us had a horror moment in a video game mm-hmm. that worked. Right. There were gory games, but they weren't like Mortal Kombat wasn't scary unless yeah. you were like super young, you know, or like a splatter house on on, you know, on PC Engine. Turbo Graphics was like, you know, like like but those were like the whole thing was like, oh, there's blood in a game. It wasn't actually viscerally scary yeah. in the way like a Doom or a Resident Evil is. Uh, before we move too far past it, I wanted to bring up the uh, the Resident Evil guy from the box art. Uh, this is the guy you're thinking of. Uh, right, Taryn? I'm so, I mean, like, look at his face. Like, it's so great. It's he's like, it's amazing. And Chris Redfield has never really looked like that. No, like, no. But it's a little Sylvester Stallone, a little like, Ash from Evil Dead. It's very, very much Ash, so, yeah. Evil yeah. Dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But this one, not, like one eye unnaturally <laughs> open too wide. Yes. It's yeah. two faces at the same three faces. Yes, really, it's like right. an angry guy. A yeah. scared guy and then a burnt guy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, who's with maybe a broken neck, either like it's too muscly or it's just broken. Yeah, it's like turned all the way around. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, one interesting because you you just brought up Heather, like this is like the the such a scary game, and 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 that was a big part of I think of it, of its success, and certainly it was a thing that like like again. This is this is a game along with Final Fantasy VII. As someone who grew up in a Nintendo household and was a Nintendo loyalist, that got me on board with PlayStation. I bought a PlayStation One after experiencing this in Final Fantasy VII uh, on friend systems, and it was it was just like you. They weren't doing this sort of thing on Nintendo platforms. It was like something like, oh, this feels like a grown up game at a time when I was a teenager and wanted to be a grown up desperately. Yeah. Uh, wow. And and then also the other thing is that Alex Garland, who wrote 28 Days Later, uh, Danny Boyle directs it. And that's like the movie that kind of has the res- like leads to the resurgence of zombie is now a genre in part because of 28 Days Later. But a big part of where that movie came from, just talking about the Ouroboros of influence is like like he was a fan of the Resident Evil games and that like put him, you know, like, like, and those games obviously came from the George Romero uh, zombie canon. So it's just like, it's kind of interesting how, how important Resident Evil was as like kind of a pop culture touchstone in terms of where we are nowadays. There's so much, I mean, there's zombie is just like, I feel like that's like as what Western used to be. Right. Yeah. It's also the first, like it's the first game that is marketed as survival horror. Resident mm-hmm. Evil. Oh, that's a great point. Which then becomes, I mean, so much of the tension of the Resident Evil game is not just, is there a zombie around this blind corner with your pre-selected camera angles so that you can't really tell what you're about to run into? There's also the constant tension of, I have three fucking bullets. Yes. yes. And if I run into something... Like that's part of the fear element conjured by the game is resource management. Mm-hmm. So survival horror is a subgenre of video gaming because Resident Evil is like, yeah, what if you only give them like three bullets and one health kit? Like what right. if, what if you had to deal with it's a game that starts conceptually on hard mode. Yes. Which is awesome. Including including movement. Including yeah. <laughs> like the block right. step movement where like like so many like giggle screams came from like, okay, I lost my three bullets. Run away from this. No, why are you backing into a corner? Turn the other way. No, get it. Ugh, that chair's in the way. My knee is not is stuck on the chair. It, it gives the player, like even with control over the character on screen, it makes you as clumsy as people in yes, horror movies. Exactly. 100%. Exactly. Like, yeah. You can't quite get out of the room the way no. that you sh- that you are able to in, say, Resident Evil 4 and yes. onward, where it's like, oh, I've got full command of this character. I, right. I can now get I'm an them. Hero. Yeah, I can get them from A to B without a problem. In Resident Evil and this control scheme, in case you're, you know, really young, I guess you don't even have to be that young. I guess you'd be like 20 now if you're 20 then this game comes before you, yeah, were, born. you were born. Yeah, what yeah. year did this come out? 1996. 1996. Yeah. So, yeah. so this game is is coming up on 30 years were, old. Yeah, if you were born the year this game came out, you're 27. <laughs> yeah. So, but if you're if you're yeah. too young to have played the original Resident Evil games, the cameras were fixed into in separate locations in each room. So there was a, a cutting from. Um, camera angle to camera angle as you moved through the room. And that meant that you had to always be able to orient your control based on the the camera angle previous, 
which mm -hmm. means that the only way to move forward is to press up. So you can continue to hold up and no matter how many times the camera shifts angles, you're still moving forward through the room. Um, but you get into a fucking combat situation and who remembers yeah. to hold up to move forward when yes. you are trying to move away from something? Yeah. yeah, I think it's a learning curve you never really get over because yeah. it's just it always feels unnatural for the direction your character's moving to not correspond with what you're seeing on screen. And with those fixed angles, like even just aiming, like even if you were to master oh, yes. them, aiming over your right shoulder versus aiming from an eagle as eye view in the top corner of the room. You don't know if your gun is in line with the zombie who is slowly moving towards you. Um, it's just great. Like, I, I do miss that slow tension of the games. Like, I've heard you guys talk on the podcast before about, like, the biohazard, Resident Evil, why did we? But I think, for this first one at least, if it was named Biohazard before playing and I was in the mansion, there's something about the Resident word itself. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Being in a residential, like, like there's evil in this residence that that I don't know, like I, I like I've, I've I've tried to follow you on like, yeah, Biohazard's great. And and that would sure. and certainly plays much better for later, later titles um, uh, of this series. But like the Resident Evil and the slowness and like I'm in a hall, I'm in this big hall, but I'm so alone. Hmm. Like some of that was the real psychological scare it was like, Heather, you're exactly right. Like, I can't see what's around the corner. And that's like the tense scare. But like never was at ease never felt at ease no with yeah. like just being in that main hallway and just be and you know like that slow tension i really miss from 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 the these later games it's a it's a it's kind of a key to and, and that, that's a that's a good observation because it is like you feel isolated yeah mm -hmm. and i think there weren't a lot of games that necessarily explored that you know it, it, even something like doom a, a, a game i i, I really uh, really loved but uh, but like that game is like there's there's monsters just everywhere there's not really a point where you're like oh man i'm alone and i don't know uh, I don't know what to do and I don't know what else is out there. What do I do next? And the and yeah. and then like you might go into a room with a statue with a glowing jewel eye and it might just be a puzzle room and you might be okay. But it also like is such a it, it like I've I it's the only game that I have replayed over 10 times because. Wow. 10 times. Easily, wow. Easily. Well, you know, and that's including like the remasters on GameCube right. and what have you. But the original game and then like wanting to show it to my kids and like, yeah, it's yeah. So, it was so it, it was such um from storytelling, from character, from from also like playing the old like archaic version. Like, it's so funny. Like we had this running joke, me and my siblings, that when Jill survives the room where the spikes come down is going to crash and Barry crashes through the door to save her. She go, you know, and she goes, Barry, you saved me. And he kind of does a head movement where it, lo it looks like he's staring at her chest. <laughs> and it was the funniest thing to us for forever. It's like, Barry, you saved me. And he goes, oh, well, anything for a teammate or whatever it is. Yeah. <laughs> so it, but like, it just meant so, so, so much, but it gives it some place to build to that slow pace. Like in, in the way that games don't as much like, like, I feel like uh, Tears of the Kingdom and more Breath of the Wild like gives you that, oh, you don't even know what you're in store for. Because by the time you're under the mansion in the umbrella facility, fight, you know, like it does change significantly. Like, yeah, that, like right. the, the, lo the look and feel and pace of the game changes so much, but they've earned it, too. So it's so exciting. 
I just yeah. I just love it. I love it so much. The game Can, was b- b- before just just real quick before before we move on. Uh, what how did your kids react when you showed it to them? I, I only showed it to the older one. OK. And it was too scary for her. She was like she's like a little like, OK, you like this game? It was that energy. <laughs> like, you like this? What are you doing? Why are you? <laughs> There's something about like because uh, I g- going back and playing some of these like, like in particularly like going back and playing this one even like. After, because my first Resident Evil was Resident Evil Four, and like the movement, obviously, is so much different in that game. But then playing the remake very recently, uh, going back to the ones where you can't really control it that well feels scarier because you feel uh, you feel less in control because yeah. you've had you've, you've had it before. So like you, you, the, you taking away what Nick said, like the the action hero feel of the games makes me feel even uh, more like a coward than I already am. I'm just like, this is, <laughs> this is awful. This is a fucking nightmare. I hate, yeah. I hate not being able to see and, 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 all, and all that stuff. Ugh, yuck. Um, I want to, I want to talk a little bit about the director of Resident Evil, who is uh, Shinji uh, Mikami, uh, mm-hmm. He directed Resident Evil. Uh, he also directed specifically Resident Evil 4. So, yes. mm-hmm. I mean, if you're going to talk about like fucking awesome game design director, this is mm-hmm. a fucking dude. He also directed one of my favorite fucking PlayStation 2 games, God Hand, which is incredible wow. and also mm-hmm features a very strange control scheme. So it's almost like the guy's like, hey, what if you made like an action game that was a fighting game where you kind of controlled a little bit like Resident Evil? It's so fucking funny. It's a, it's a wild uh, game. He also oversaw uh, f- uh, frequent me bringing up on this show GameCube game Killer7. Um, right. He was the writer of Killer Seven. So this is a dude with a lengthy career and an enormous amount of influence over like Resident Evil Four changed the way that all these other video games controlled mm-hmm. and like that over the shoulder camera play that that happens in like Gears of War and all these other games following Resident Evil Four. So first he does Resident Evil affecting all genres and potentially the growth of the zombie subgenre in film and television. Then he does Resident Evil 4 and and then all the video games are like, oh, we need that camera, that over-the-shoulder camera. We need to do it. Uh, and then he directs um, God Hand, which you guys got to play because it's so fucking good. It's so good. <laughs> yeah, I know that is a legendarily like weird game. Oh my that I, God. But I, don't, it I only know its reputation. It is so fucking fun and so yeah. funny. It's like a actual like there are so few comedy games that are actually funny and this is one of them so the guy's like a real multi-hyphenate yeah he's sort of like the who's who's the director they keep bringing back to relaunch bond mark mark foster mark forster something like that like he did golden eye and okay. then he did casino royale like like that's what that reminds me of but, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's it it takes a and it a, a particular uh, I, I don't I don't know the Bond franchise well, but I, it de- it takes like kind of a particular sort of 
mind to not be stagnant to yeah. not be like okay well i did this thing that worked before i'll just do it again when he goes away from the franchise and then comes back and i think we we talked about this when we did a resident evil 4 remake episode uh but he was not the original director of re4 he comes on and like yeah. sort of figures out oh, how to how to adapt it to a modern audience which he, is he also he redesigns rad. or or he supervises a lot of the like throwing out of what they had been doing on resident evil 4 and being like no 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 it's got to be like this it's got to be like this mm. he also um he was the executive producer on Ghostwire Tokyo, which I've heard is really good. Um, and yet, oh yes, yeah, yeah. I haven't played that game, but I hear that that's excellent. And then uh, Hi-Fi Rush, which I've seen art for. Um, Matt played Hi-Fi. Yeah, Rush. that game rips. It's it's fucking great. It's an action rhythm game. Maybe maybe this dude is like, maybe this dude is all all about it. Like maybe he's a genius. Yeah. Maybe he's the best of us, like yeah. of, of humanity. Yeah. <laughs> I think so. I you know, I think that's I think that's like, speak, he's at very least very interested in input. Like not maybe yeah. necessarily like what the story or like the thing is. He's like, no, this has to control strange. Like this like right. we, we got to do a new <laughs> thing with the control. That's his whole thing. Yeah, every game that Heather referenced was like, oh, he's tapping into an he's tapping into the experience of the player. Yes. More than like he's yeah. tapping into what am I? What frustrates me? What it? What brings me joy? And really, like how? How do we keep the tension so that the achievement feels even greater? One of the reasons God Hand is so good is that like so Tom and Jerry cartoons used gunshots when they were punching each other. Like you'd hear gunshots. Yeah. God hand also uses gunshots when you <laughs> punch people. <laughs> uh, I, I'm there, There's one, we were talking about resource management earlier. And the thing that stressed me out, I think the most from the original resident evil is ink ribbons, which oh. is how you'd like, cause, cause it was not at the era of, Oh, I could save anywhere. Unlimited saves. It was like, I had to manage when I could end my play session and resume it later. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know. I mean, Taryn, do you have it? Did like, I certainly think as like as a kid, when your playtime is not necessarily controlled just by you. Yeah. That was definitely a thing I was like really conscious of and always stressed out. There about. absolutely were attempts to like circumvent that by leaving the machine on, like going into right. the typewriter room and then just leaving the machine on while I went to school. And like certainly did not work out well because it just came on like surprised it did not start a fire with just leaving yeah. that disc yeah. spinning for for eight hours. Um, it, I remember the stress of that, but I also like the ego of myself as a player was like, how far can I get without ha- more than more than 100 uh, protecting it? It's like, am I going to am I going to be docked for having saved eight times as opposed to only four? So that was a game the 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 resource stress for me was herbs like the er, the herbs oh, sure. always. Yeah. And, and like getting the best cut, co- like wanting to have a red and a green and then ending up with three greens and then combining two of the greens for whatever and then finding a red and just being furious at myself like that was that was the real head game of of conservation for me during that game man even playing the resident evil 4 remake i had i just had moments like that i was like god man yeah i guess guy there was a red right here yes. i already combined these oh. harder to see a little bit too like our, sure I, yeah yeah uh, have you kept up with the the franchise? And if so, yeah. like, what are your like what are your favorite uh, more recent entries? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Resident Evil, where you're in the house with the family, and they're oh like, yeah, hey, that's hey, seven. we're yeah. good. That's seven. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That was like, oh, we're back, and again because we're back. the The resident element of it was really capitalized on. Like, I, I, 
probably was most disappointed by the most recent one because like werewolves aren't zombies. Yeah. You know, yeah. like werewolves aren't zombies. And like I liked a lot of the character design. I liked the the mysticalness of the sisters and stuff, but it never like capitalized enough to me in store. Like, I feel you got a lot more of their relationship in the story of this weird family that like, uh, uh, like out, out of the game, like reading journal entries or whatever. And then, mm. so I didn't, I didn't love that as much. Um, four was absolutely great, but it just was different. Like shooting axes out of the air. I was like, that's cool as heck, but that's, <laughs> yes. this is not the same. This isn't giving me the same fix. Um, as a, and this is this is scandalous because I agree with your take that 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 five is crazy racist. <laughs> yeah, but there is there is visual and gameplay stuff that I do like, um, almost like leaning into daytime, hot desert, after like like setting as as horribly <laughs> as horribly um, just just. Uh, tasteless you know as, yeah. as the as the narrative of that is and pharmaceuticals and robbing uh, third world countries of proper care and testing on them there was like there i don't know there was there was something that i enjoyed about that gameplay that had nothing to do with the story of it yeah daytime um, is interesting for horror like you don't see yeah. it that much so like you yeah. know a movie like midsummer comes along and the entire thing yes. is in the daytime and you're like this is fucked up this is yeah <laughs> this is yeah. worse well since since there seem to be set on remaking the entire resident evil franchise anyway it feels like five is a one they could try to figure out how to mute some of those more Oof. offensive I don't qualities know how of it. they're going to i don't know either yeah, yeah. like I, I i wouldn't even I don't know, man. Maybe they'll just skip it. They might. Yeah. And they might leapfrog skip it. it. Leapfrog it. Yeah, I mean, I mean, two is two is fun, but even the like everybody loved the remake. There was something about mm-hmm. the character of Mister Nemesis, like the fedora, like it's just there was a silliness to it, where mm-hmm. like, and and look, like not that I'm going to argue, you know, a giant snake in an attic isn't equally silly in its own way, <laughs> but um. I also like I didn't feel safe in a police department. I don't know. It just it just felt like um Yeah. It didn't have the same oomph for me. I love Zero. I think Zero mm-hmm. is phenomenal. Oh. And I really yeah. love the character. Zero was Zero. the ge- was on GameCube. GameCube yes. and it's almost right, a pre- yes. it's a precursor to, you know, the Alpha Bravo team's uh, m- mashup of Resi- the original Resident Evil. Um but I re- I really really enjoyed that one a lot. Um but it it is like I, I'm because of my experience with the first one, I have consumed all Kool-Aid. I will be first in line for any future release. Do you keep up with the lore or is the lore secondary to the way you, like because I've watched some of these CG Resident uh-huh. Evil movies and I'm like, this is so fucking baffling to me. Yeah. Like, yeah. do you like when you see any characters Chris- yeah, Jill Claire dynamics, any Chris Jill Claire relationship dynamics. I do like Leon worms his way in, but I'm not like Leon. I could take or leave personally. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, but anything like because it also like it just hit on every level because the the stars team, there was a predator feel of it, too. Mm-hmm. You know what I oh, mean? Yeah, Alpha sure. team, Bravo team, like we get to the chopper. Like it, it was all of that. And the specialists of like, I love a team of specialists. 
You're the sniper guy. You're the muscle. You you know what I mean? Like that's that's role you're playing. You're the master that's, of unlocking. Yeah, that's, yep. that's D, the probably my big draw of D and D is like, oh, we as a team come together and and you know complement and fill fill any you know fill in the missing pieces that that otherwise we would be weak without. I'm not saying that right, but um, I think you know what I mean. Yeah, but I just yeah one hundred percent. I so in terms of like larger world, because then it's then it's. Like the movies never hit, did it for me. Um, we 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 rewatched Resident Evil one for the one. podcast and, yeah. and and the newer one. Yeah, Welcome to Raccoon. That's City. right. Yeah, and and we like it's it's so distinct from the games that yeah. it's kind of like I think if you treat it as its own thing, the Resident Evil one the movie was kind is kind of still fun. I know there are people who are really into the the, the that franchise. Uh, but I but I haven't watched all of it. Isn't yeah. there a brand new, brand new Resident Evil TV show or movie or something? There was a Netflix one uh, that was uh, canceled, and then uh, where where um uh oh, shoot where Lance oh where Lance Reddick played Albert Wesker. Uh, everyone said <laughs> that he was the best part, and you know he's he's since passed. Uh, but yeah. then there is also an animated movie that just came out. Uh, pretty recently, I think it's called Resident Evil Death Island. Yeah, that's right, Death oh. Island. It's crazy how many swings they take with this franchise. They're just like, ah, new Re-, like, yeah. like it's like it's like once a year a new it Resident is, Evil yeah. property. The, the Ninja Turtles of of video games. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. That's interesting to think about too, because not like well, not to get too into Ninja Turtles, but like I saw the new one and I really Please. I quite enjoyed it. It was it was a, yeah. a lot of fun. But then looking back. Not a single one of the other ones are reviewed well, and I was like, "Well, wait, did, wait, people like this like enough to keep bringing it back and trying again?" But like, it's the same with Resident Evil. None of them are technically good, yeah. but they just keep yeah. they just yeah. keep doing it. Yeah, I, I it it's uh yeah it, it's but the Resident Evil games though are awesome. Yes, like absolutely. by and large, and you know I haven't played all of them. I might I I've I've definitely got to keep uh, to catch up with the modern entries of the franchise. I haven't played seven or eight, but these are like like extremely influential and important games. And certainly in the context of when they came out, these I, I think these are these are great games. And yeah, Resident Evil One just I, I don't think it had as profound an impact on me as it did Terran, but it is a game that like oh wow, it kind of changed my concept of what a console game could be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Absolutely. I highly recommend playing seven. Seven. I got to check was, it out. Yeah, was it's it's so good. You, they, like yeah. there's a full there's a full level that like like, you're, you know, your your Drew Barrymore and scream opening scene level play is phenomenal and terrifying and simple, but intense. And then the game starts and you're in the house with this fan. And, and I was just like, oh, my God, this is. This is the best it's been since the first one. Wow. Oh, Does wow. it do the move where it hits you with the title card after that? Yes. Because I always love yes. that in the game. Hell yeah. Yes. Where you're like, there's a full story. Like, you've gotten a full story before the game starts. It's, yeah. right. it's amazing. <sighs> this is a, a different franchise, but did you um, did you get to mess with PT ever when that was when that was a thing that was available? No, I don't think so. No. Oh, 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 the Guillermo one, right? Yes. The, the, yeah. No, yeah. I did. I did. Kojima no, one. No, 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 no. It's uh, hallway game. The worst thing that's ever happened to me. It's fucking. <laughs> it's, the, it's the scariest thing I think I've ever seen or experienced. It's oh, it's so wow. fucked. Oh yeah. wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I, I remember when we covered it. Uh, I played it with Mary, and she was like. 
this. I don't like. I'm. I don't like this. Yeah. I don't like this. <laughs> I like feel bad. Like it. Like it. Yeah. yeah it's awful. <laughs> yeah. 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 Heather, should we watch this thing you put in the chat? Well, so yeah, I put. Uh, I put in. I shared with the the room. Uh, footage of the Resident Evil theme restaurant in Japan. Um, which we can we can share. I, I I suggest jumping to like midway through the video because it's it's a promotional piece. It's very long from Capcom. Uh, but in um in Tokyo they often have these theme restaurants. I once went to a Cowboy Bebop uh theme restaurant in Akihabara. Uh, but this was the Resident Evil restaurant. Uh, in. 10 years ago, the Biohazard Cafe and Grill. Wow. That's a grill. nightmare of a and name of a grill. <laughs> Here we go. Pets are missing or talking about the Arkley Mountains and the mansion up there, the mansion incident. They have newspapers little, on know, the walls the movie from um, just all uh, kinds of Resident Evil Eagles series. Pet shop, all kinds of little things that uh, really help set the tone. And as you walk in and enter the Biohazard Grill, it would make sense only to have some ornate crest you would have to adorn the door with before it would even open. So I assume someone has since solved a very elaborate puzzle to get this crest up here, <laughs> which now allows us to proceed inside and see the rest of the restaurant. So I'm in. I love it. I'm in. You've got uh, your waitresses are in uh, police officer outfits. Beret, yeah. Um, and then they they sort of uh, do a replica of the police station oh, uh, where <laughs> where you eat. <laughs> the menu, they the menu hand is you like handguns, Salisbury <laughs> oh steak, god. and they give you oh handguns at the table. That's that is <laughs> very different experience intense. in America. Yes. <laughs> oh wow! Look at look at the they the, carving they ordered, meat at the table. Yeah, they ordered some kind of like uh, beef steak. It comes served on a skewer, like a like a body length skewer, yeah. which then you cut off hunks of meat in order to eat. She like picks up the gun and shoots at it. <laughs> yeah, just A1 sauce squirts out of the barrel yeah. of the gun. I, I love the idea of a dining experience that's supposed to evoke police lobby. Oh, like, boy. Yeah. Just, yes. The whole thing kind of is like is deeply cursed in a way that yes. I don't. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> also, those those guys making the video are exactly who I think would be eating there. <laughs> Very God bold windscreened on that on that mic. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, 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 the, we should, we should, because the crest was mentioned, and you talked about this a little, early a little bit, Tara, and, and I know we talked about this a lot, but I, I do. We should touch on, touch on the thing that I fondly characterizes Resident Evil shitty little puzzles, which <laughs> yeah. I always, I, which you start in Resident Evil One, they don't make any sense in terms of the environment, like it doesn't really, like it kind of, I guess yes. it kind of makes sense in terms of where, like it being a mansion, but once you're in the police station, once you start to get into different environments, and you're still like putting jewels into statues and putting crests onto paintings it's it's like yes. total nonsense but i think it, but i do it is a thing i have a lot of fondness for and i always want to see one of these games i i love the absurdity of its practicality like if this is a well functioning right. umbrella facility who needs to put a blue and red jewel into this tiger's eye to reveal <laughs> a, a, basically a gun room like yeah <laughs> but but one out of every five makes sense i remember like you got to get rebecca to play moonlight sonata on the piano and i'm like there's something cool about this something eerie and creepy right but yeah it's all it, and also like not only the practicality of these mechanisms it's these the who even if it was like in panic mode under a zombie attack why did someone put one jewel up in the 
water pitcher of that marble statue and then another jewel like in the floorboard of the kitchen. Yeah. Right. <laughs> well, also, like one of the very first things that happens is you get a map for the first floor out of a statue's vase. And it's yes. like, who needed a map of their own house? Yeah. Why did yep, they yep. print it? And then why yes. did they climb up on top yes. of a statue and put it in a bucket? Yeah. Yeah. But thank goodness they did, because, boy, it was fun to get it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, any 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 closing thoughts? Anything we missed, Taryn? I don't think so. I, I mean, I, you know, some of that some of that voice acting stuff, I, you know, I've never been able to track down really like, but, you know, also the 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 sound of the of the footsteps, the heavy footstep of oh, the first yeah. Resident Evil, the clop, 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 like <laughs> is so is, is so dear to my heart. But yeah, Barry, where's Barry? What a what a mansion. <laughs> like to have a time machine and travel back to those recording sessions and just see like yeah all right but try it again really lean into what <laughs> there's also one other thing about the game that i want to like sing the praises of which is in in this era of gaming load screens in between mm, uh like yes. individual rooms was such like a a, a chunky part of hiding the programming behind a curtain and in like final fantasy games you do a really slow fade in and out when you'd mm -hmm. go from area to area resident evil covers that load time with a door like yeah. you you open a door to go into a next room and there is a slow you know rendered in real time polygonal door that slowly creeps open and ushers you into the next area which heightens the tension it was a great cover like it's it's a kojima level like oh what if and and now that you don't need those loads uh load screens to happen anymore those elements are still preserved in like if you're playing it on a ps5 you still have to open the door and it still fucking works like you're still like oh what's going to be am i going to like immediately get a jump scare from a zombie am i going to get like a beautiful ornate pool room like what's yeah. going to be on the other side of the door it's fin it's it's a really good bit of design 100 percent um well hey uh we were talking uh voice acting just a second ago and i think that that segues nicely into our segment uh let's see how we stack up against the most memorable voice acting in video game history it's the return of vo theater And Matt, you got something for That's us. That's right. Yeah, uh, I've sent you all a script uh, in your email, so it'll be it'll be okay. there. Should I have sent it before we started? Absolutely. <laughs> uh, did I send it when we were, uh, you know, some part through the show? Because I realized I forgot. I did. Um, but it should be it should be there. And uh, I'll 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 do this stage directions. Uh, uh, Taryn, why don't you read Guy? Why don't you read Guy? And he's sort of like a, uh, you know... The role I was born to play. Yeah, you're, you're Guy, <laughs> but you're sort of like a, like, you, you run like a boxing gym guy. So you're sort of like, you're you're that kind of guy, you know? Okay. Uh, yeah. Nick, why don't you read for uh, Rio and, you know, just give that everything you got. Um, Great. And Heather, you'll be Bear, okay? Okay. okay. And Bear what is like a big, like, like a, like a big fighter guy. 
Oh, okay. Big fighter guy. So this is this is from Shenmue. Oh, yeah. If you didn't Whoops. already say. Uh, yeah, I, uh, I did not say game it. Shenmue. Yeah. Which uh, which Heather and I both played. Taryn, did you ever mess with Shenmue? Did you ever Dreamcast? No, I missed Dreamcast. I was so hard on sixty four for so long. Um, right. And then was straight into the PlayStation disc console. The Shenmue, I think, is a game that I think is kind of a debacle, but it's fascinating, and I'm glad it exists. Okay. Yeah. Um, was was there was the Spider Man game Dreamcast? There was like a Spider Man game that came out on. There was one that was also on. Uh, I think it was they eventually got it on everything. It was uh, for PlayStation, uh, Dreamcast, and I think I think the first one is on Nintendo sixty four as well. You are correct, oh, yeah. Taryn. The 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 PS one Spider Man got ported to Dreamcast. Yeah, and got a graphical overhaul. It's that I love. Those I do games. remember playing that at a friend's house. There was also a, a a good Resident Evil on it, Code Veronica, mm-hmm. which I don't remember. Oh like, yeah, oh yeah, 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 yeah. I remember. Probably Code was on Veronica. PS2. If um if you are unfamiliar with Shenmue at home, this was a game that was sort of a slice of life in uh a slice of life mystery where you play as a guy named Rio who's trying to solve, I believe, a murder. It's been so. I mean, it's been so long since I've played yeah, is Shenmue. It his, is it his dad's murder? Yeah. His dad's murder. Yeah. But the game also includes like that you can get a part time job mo- using a forklift. You can go into an arcade in Shenmue and play old Sega classics. So it feels like you're in a town. And that was um, part of the pleasure of playing Shenmue. But it has a really amb- ambitious game that the world and technology were not like really ready for. Uh, but like if you if it, like the Yakuza games are like a like a modern version of what Shenmue is trying to Absolutely. do. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, you can draw a straight line from Shenmue to Yakuza for sure. Um why don't we keep Matt, are you gonna read these stages? Because I know you transcribed this. You did not find the script for Shenmue. <laughs> are you gonna read these stage directions? Yeah, I, I wrote I wrote great. them. Uh, okay. Uh, great, great. Uh, I'll just read I'll read them. Uh here we here we go. This is from Shenmue. Interior, some sort of alley or garage or something. People are standing around. Hey, it's you again. How about some arm wrestling? He'll be your opponent. Is 40 per bet? How about a match? Maybe I'll try it. All right. Let's go. Time skip. The fight is about to begin. Here's a newcomer. A daredevil. All the way from Japan. Ryo Hazuki. Against a monster who broke 99 arms. Bear Norton! People are cheering. Bear is basking in it. You All want right. me to call a doctor? R- Rio and Bear are now in arm wrestling positions. Sorry, your arm will make it 100. We'll see about that. Might as well get ready. <laughs> You'll hear me say fight, then begin. Ready? Ready, fight! I got you! Bear wins. The crowd boos. Boo. Uh, we hate bear. Too bad. You lost. <laughs> Scene. <laughs> great. Wow. Very good. Very good. good. Hey, uh, hey. Uh, it, that was great. An incredible rendition. Um, I, now, I will now share my screen to show you uh, exactly how they did it here in the... It, it, <laughs> In the, in the game, and it is, uh, it is a, it's a big mess. Hey, it's you again. How about some more wrestling? Do you be your opponent? It's $40 per bet. How about a match? 
Maybe I'll try it. Alright, let's go! <laughs> it's like he's recording into a microphone from the other side of the room. <laughs> Love Bear Norton's character. Yeah, you yeah. want me to call a doctor? Sorry, <laughs> yeah, that's... your arm will make it 100. We'll see about that. Might as well get ready! <laughs> You're gonna say fight! Then begin! Ready? Ready then? Fight! I got you! What the hell? Two girls walk! Wow. <laughs> I wish you'd given me the Tony Clifton direction, you know? <laughs> oh, yeah! Oh, <laughs> 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 I'm gonna go there! That's such a perfect, that's exactly what he sounds like. I was trying to place it for so long. He's Tony Clifton. I also like that Rio, and this is true for the entire game, Rio's delivery on everything is like he has never said words before. That's why I kind of thought thought Nick would be perfect for the read. That's that's right in Weiger's wheelhouse. Like, I remember. Someone who's not believable as a human? I got you. Burned into my brain is like, him interviewing, like when I played the game back in the 90s or uh, 2000s, uh, him interviewing kids to be like, hey, do you have any details on this this murderer that, that happened? Except he asks like, hey, do you remember what happened that day? <laughs> and you're like, what the, f-? like if you're any human who heard that question, you'd be like, I have no, liter- no information yeah. and I don't know what the fuck you're talking uh, about. I'm sorry, man. I, 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 I don't deal with solicitors. I wish you all the best. <laughs> Very well. Perhaps I will learn more from you in the future. Yeah, good, good luck. Good luck. <laughs> I, I, I donate to a lot of places. And so I like to give directly to shelters and causes, but I wish you all the best. Donation. Now there's an idea. <laughs> it did. It's those graphics, seeing those graphics, it made me uh, real hungry for some time crisis. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. It was just in terms of like color palette and, and the like, it just, I was like, oh, I miss me some time crisis. Yeah. Some aggressively visible polygons. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. I love it. There's something about those, like those, those, early 2000s arcade visible polygons where it's like the refresh rate is 120 frames per second it's so smooth and pretty yeah but it's also you're zooming in really fast on like a mannequin's face yeah 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 it's great (laughs) (laughs) that rock matt uh good good clip you picked there and hey that's that's this week's get played our engineering is by alex gonzalez dead air alex g on twitter and instagram and also we got get animated going which you can find only at patreon.com slash get played uh heather we're still making our way through harui suzumiya yeah, we're watching mid-2000s mega hit, The Melancholy of Haruhi Suzumiya. We're watching uh, three episodes this week from uh, the final arc of season two of The Melancholy of Haruhi Suzumiya, uh, subtitled The Sigh of Haruhi Suzumiya. So come check it out. If you watch anime, if you don't watch anime, if you just like hearing our rat-like voices squeaking <laughs> through your speakers. <laughs> squeak, 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 squeak. And also you get our entire back catalog there where we talked about a bunch of stuff. So check that out. Uh, Taryn Killam, our guest. What, what an absolute treat to have you here. Please come back anytime. So great to talk with you, buddy. Such a fan of all of you individually, a fan of the podcast. Very, very happy to be here. 
Uh, that's that's really nice of you to say. Thank you so much. Uh, I, I know it's a weird time to do be plugging anything, but do you have anything you'd like to direct people towards? I don't know if you've covered this. This is not of my own thing, but I just finished Tomorrow and Tomorrow and Tomorrow. Oh, yeah. Have you oh, read that? Have you novel. talked about it? We do have. You know we have not. Oh, it's wonderful. And it feels very appropriate for Get Played. It's a novel about, uh, it, really about relationships, this this friendship, but um, it, it exists in the world of game design. Um, and I, I really loved it. I love that. Book. I really, truly want to read that book. I, yeah, I, I cannot great. fucking wait. Yeah. It's really, if we make well it into done. content, we can justify it. It does a, it does mm. a really great job of playing with like chapter structure too, where, uh, mm. it, yeah. And that's all I'll say about it without spoiling anything. But I just, um, was very impressed. And I think if you like video games, you'll especially like it. But if you're just a human with feelings, it's, it's really an enjoyable read. Oh, there you go. Well, I, I will one hundred. I, I was planning to read that anyway, but with that endorsement, he said human with feelings. He said human with feelings. Now. <laughs> well, I could learn things. <laughs> uh, and you know, I it brings me no pleasure to do this, uh, especially because I feel like we just, you know, I feel like we bonded pretty hard on the show with you, Taryn. And uh, I'm just going to take the bullet for this, even though you said that. I was at the top of the list, and I don't know if this is going to change this for you, uh, but you got played, and I'm so sorry. Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. It's and like here I thought I played along. District. <laughs> Holy shit. I was the player. No, I was the play-ed. Oh, damn. I can. It, I have the feeling in my soul right now. Is, <laughs> is the sound that they would play on the HBO interstitial series, and it goes, "Brain Games is now over." <laughs> <laughs> but I'm going to change Brain Games with uh, "Get Played." <laughs> Get Played is now over. Yes.